1: Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. And sorry about the last few days. You know, this traveling is kicking my butt. Uh, Back to Minnesota, back to Colorado, back to Minnesota, back to Colorado. Hopefully only maybe one more trip after this and then finally settling down in Minnesota permanently. Um, just house hunting out there, doing a lot of, uh, other type of stuff. So I apologize for the inconsistency on the show, you know, but, uh, you know, the show must go on and the news must be told. And that's what alternative media is about, is about getting this information out there to all of you. That's what the dark delight show is about. It's about uncovering the truth of what's really happening in the world. As my buddy, Sean Morgan says, it's to question the mainstream narrative and expose the media censorship, and I just filled in for him on uh, American Media Periscope and uh, 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 another channel that I I help out a lot and uh, I do a few shows on, but um, what are we talking about here, what's happening in the world, it's been a while since we talked, well, we've had a, a lot of different things happen. We have the iwerda trial going on. We have Dolan, who testified, who provided about 10% of the information to the Steele dossier. And he came out and said, nah, I, I lied. <laughs> I lied. And then just is coming out and saying, well, I have my sources, but my sources I've never talked to. And uh, those sources know nothing about it. And Dolan was one of those sources, which was fake information. So um, we're, we're seeing that the Steele dossier was 100% fabricated. And this was utilized to bring the FISA warrants on Carter Page, Paul Manafort, and everybody else during the Trump campaign in 2016. You know, it's interesting to think back to that time frame because Russia has been at the headlines since about 2015. You know, it was right after the 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 Maidan massacre, the Maidan massacre in Ukraine, that Russia stepped up to the global plate and began to fight back. Annexing Crimea, Crimea and then standing up against Hillary Clinton and her nuclear rhetoric um, in 2015-2016. And, and there's a lot of people who speculated that Russia interfered in the 2016 election. And obviously this is what they went after Donald Trump for is, uh, in, is colluding with Russia to steal the 2016 election. Now, what if I told you there's actually some truth to this? I know, right? Like the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing The Mueller investigation, impeachment number one All of this stuff, yeah there's, there's actually some truth to this This is why the Democrats Went after Donald Trump incredibly hard Because they, they understood that there had to be Some level of collusion Between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin To steal the 2016 election Hillary Clinton knew it But see It's not what you think See, Russia didn't go in there and change votes. Russia didn't go in there and steal the election. you got to remember, this is coming from the mouths of Democrats. Donald Trump stole the election from the Democrats. Why? Because they had already stole it from the American people. They were using a software known as Hammer and Scorecard in a server in Ukraine at a company called Burisma, put in there by a company by the name of CrowdStrike, and uh, this server was basically changing votes on all the U.S. voter rolls. So it goes in there and uses an algorithm to kind of change the votes. Well, the night of the election, about a quarter of the way through the election, Russia shut it down. Russia shut it down. So they didn't cheat. They, they, I guess they, you could say they interfered because they stopped the cheating from actually happening. But this is why they went after Donald Trump so hard. It's because they knew there had to be some level. But guess what? There wasn't. Russia just understood the circumstances. They understood what was at stake. Because if Hillary Clinton had won, we would have saw World War III break out by 2018. We would have seen this world turned upside down. You thought that pandemic was worse, was bad. Wait till the next one. Yeah. We would have had that massively. You know, instead, the globalists had to change their plans for global domination. And so what they did is they devised a new playbook. Well, same old playbook, but new plan. And they decided to move forth with their Great Reset with this new plan. This new plan would be the systematic destruction of the global economy. The westernized global economy. You gotta know, remember, we're playing 5D chess here. This is game theory playing out. And Donald Trump is a master at this game. The patriots understand every move before the globalists do it. So right now, we're seeing the S&P, the Dow, the Nasdaq, the Russell all up today. Everything is increasing. Everything's like, "Man, dude, the economy's so great." It's not. It's being massively manipulated. And we're seeing this momentum build because the U.S. Treasury came back and talked about a bond buyback program. How the U.S. Treasury is going to go out there and begin to buy back all this old debt. So this is incredibly interesting because there's a few other things happening in the world right now that correlate to why the U.S. Treasury is doing exactly this. And it comes about in the sense of what's happening with Russia. It comes about in the sense with elections. Obviously, you have to have a strong economy if uh, the Democrats want to win. And right now, it's uh, looking very, very bad for the Democrats in the midterm elections, even though Nate Silver <laughs> keeps on saying out, saying that they have a, a few-point lead, while everybody else who's polling it is saying that the Republicans are demolishing the Democrats. But A few events happened over the last few weeks, and and I'm going to talk about these, and these are going to lead up to why the, the Treasury is creating a bond buyback program. Number one is, Joe Biden went to Saudi Arabia, OPEC, and said, hey, can you keep production up on oil until at least after the midterm elections? And what we will do is we will extend our military protection for you guys against Iran. And Saudi Arabia normally would probably come about and say, sure, we'll, we'll do that. You know, you're helping us with uh, military weaponry and all this stuff. but instead, Saudi Arabia released a letter. And they came out and said, we're going to do what's right for our economy, for our people, and for our country. And they said that Joe Biden basically threatened us if we didn't increase his protection. Now, for those that don't know, quid pro quo is an impeachable offense, and that's exactly what Joe Biden just did there. And Saudi Arabia called him out on it on the global stage. Now, this means that the U.S. will say, okay, well, you know what, Saudi Arabia, we're going we're gonna to pull out, and uh, you, know, you can fend for yourself against Iran. Well, Saudi Arabia is okay with that because there's something else happening. You remember how I've been talking about the BRICS alliance? Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Well, South Africa just laid down a confirmation yesterday that Saudi Arabia is joining the BRICS alliance. We have other countries, Turkey, Egypt, and many other South American countries that are most likely going to join as well. Now, this is interesting because in 2019, the World Economic Forum put out an article pertaining to the New Silk Road. Basically, the Eastern Economic Bloc becomes the main supply chain for, well, the rest of the world. And all of those countries that are involved in that New Silk Road are now becoming members of the BRICS Alliance. And I don't believe that this is what the globalists wanted. I don't believe that when the World Economic Forum published that article, that's what they intended. I think what happened is these countries are seeing a westernized global order and they want nothing to do with it. So they're joining together to take it on economically, politically, socially, culturally, and lastly, militaristically. So right after that, we get reports that Saudi Arabia is developing new missile technology in house in saudi arabia with the help of china one of the other members of the brics alliance but you know does saudi arabia have to worry about iran well no see iran has kamikaze drones that they're giving to russia and russia is using them against ukraine so this means that russia and iran have some type of alliance and that my guess is that Iran will most likely join the BRICS alliance here relatively shortly, which means that they will be economically partnered with Saudi Arabia and probably no longer at war. Now I know there's a a large geopolitical scenario that exists there and and culturally exists there, but I think the takeover of the globalist, to defeat the westernized global order that sometimes compromise has to be made and I think that that's what we're seeing on the global stage. And I do believe that this was orchestrated, the seeds were sown for this, by Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump. And what we're seeing is the rise of this massive economic powerhouse globally that wants nothing to do with the new world order. Now this is interesting. If you look at tactics and strategy, this is exactly what you would have needed to happen in order to take on the globalist, to take on these European and American nations and other Western nations that are falling into Marxism. And in these other countries, they, they don't want that. They don't want to lose their sovereignty. They don't want their people to lose their freedoms or wealth. And they're standing up against them. But see, there's other things that happen because for every move, there's a counter move. Joe Biden signed an executive order the other day that basically gave the option to Chinese or to American citizens working overseas in China to renounce their citizenship or return to the United States. Now, these are worse than the sanctions that Donald Trump put on China because overnight, all those people had a mass exodus from China and flew back to the States. Basically, bringing Chinese, the Chinese manufacturing power down to zero. China will now be unable to, to continue to produce various different chipsets and manufacturing products around the world. So this puts China in a very precarious situation economically and politically. Which means that China will have to compensate for that loss. And what's an island that's close by the China where they can compensate for that? Hmm. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark to Light Show right after this.
0: Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations.
1: All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And what is that island that we're talking about here? That's Taiwan. Oh, my goodness. Now, our, our brains starting to move now a little bit because guess what? Mood Media, about four or five months ago, um, leaked the audio of the Chinese generals in the southern districts of China discussing a war potentially with Taiwan before November 2022 of an invasion that take over the island. And if China did that, they would control 72% of the global chipset manufacturing, microchips. And what move did Joe Biden just do? He basically just shut down all of the Chinese manufacturing of those microchips overnight, basically ruining the Chinese economy. So it puts China in a very precarious situation where they have to move and do something, could we see an invasion of Taiwan before November or around November of 2022? Now, how does that play into the U.S. Treasury buying back all the debt? Well, let's, let's review the, the global scenario here. We have Russia, China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and all the other BRICS nations basically conjoining in a military and economic alliance. We have the Western nations basically waging economic, social, and kinetic warfare on these countries through proxy. We also have the Western nations in complete economic decline. Europe is facing one of the worst supply chain crashes probably in their history, as well as some of the worst weather patterns in their history. It's going to be a very dark and cold winter for many European nations. But not only in Europe, but also here in the United States of America. See, New England is dependent upon foreign oil because there's no pipeline for reserve. Which means that now, since you have the rising oil prices and gas prices globally, Saudi Arabia is cutting production. Many people in New England, the United States, are going to freeze this winter. And that's going to happen throughout the United States. And then we have the idea of global economic collapse. But see, how does that global economic collapse happen in the United States of America? Well, we have hyperinflation that is becoming incredibly radical right now with the Federal Reserve doing absolutely nothing about it except increasing interest rates to make our lives living hells, which is doing nothing to curb inflation. And so we have runaway hyperinflation right now in this country, and it's about to get much, much worse. And I'm going to explain that But we have to see the global, the geopolitical scenario is right now countries are taking their position for a world war. It's already right now being waged economically and socially. It's being fought kinetically through proxy, Ukraine being the primary. I believe Taiwan will be the next one. So the U.S. Treasury came out and announced that they're going to do a debt buyback program. But why? Here's why. Two weeks ago, China released a a press release that they're going to sell off about 50 to 60% of their U.S. debt treasuries that they hold and put them back onto the market. About a week later, we had about eight other countries joining in with China directly on that same move of they're going to basically sell off their U.S. debt back to the U.S. Treasury. Well, who's going to buy it? If all the countries that hold U.S. debt are selling it off, there's not many left to go out there and buy it. Japan, who would be one of the primary people to go out there, I think they hold about 13% U.S. Treasuries, is bankrupt. Nobody has bought Japanese bonds in like six days, which is unheard of and hasn't happened since the inception Well, the only one that buy it back is the same people that bought it back in 2008, which basically produced the same scenario that we're in right now of hyperinflation, and that's the US Treasury. But how does the US Treasury go and buy up US debt back up? I mean, it should, you shouldn't be able to buy your own debt so that you can produce more money. Well, the way the US Treasury does it is they print more money. <laughs> I'm not joking here. They create more debt. So. This is the logic. Hey, uh, all these countries are selling off our debt and they don't want it. If that happens, then we're going to have hyperinflation and the crash of the dollar. We can't allow that to happen. So we need to go out there, create more debt, and print more money to go buy up our debt that nobody wants. Do you see a problem with that? I, I definitely see a problem with that. Well, it gets worse. See... The U.S. dollar dominance globally has only occurred because we have this idea of what's called the petrodollar, is that OPEC primarily utilizes the currency of the U.S. dollar for all transactions. But Saudi Arabia, who runs OPEC, just joined the BRICS alliance. Now, many... Countries within the BRICS alliance have been hoarding gold and silver and other precious metals and rare earth minerals for many, many years, including Russia and China. Russia has moved the ruble to a gold-backed currency. The Chinese digital wong is said to be moving towards a gold-based currency. One of the negotiations with Saudi Arabia in bringing them into the BRICS alliance is that they adopt the Chinese wong as the new petrodollar and drop the US dollar. Now you can understand why the US Treasury is so scared in making this move to buy back their own debt with more debt and increasing hyperinflation at the same time. Because if the BRICS nations do exactly that, the dollar will begin to crumble and collapse. And then the United States and the European nations will go into a great reset while the rest of the world flourishes within wealth. And there will be no new world order that comes or arises out of that. They'll become third world countries. So this is where we're at right now. These people have absolutely ran this country into the ground, bankrupted it taken your wealth and my wealth and pissed it around the globe buying people off buying votes at the united nations laundering it to themselves to their campaigns utilizing it to produce evil and damage around the world to fund the drug trade human trafficking trade arms races This is what happens when you let psychopaths run your country. But the beautiful thing is on November 8th, you have an opportunity to change that. And if you're like, if you're sitting out there right now, oh, my vote don't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter. You need such an overwhelming majority that go out there on November 8th and show up. You do. And, And I just cannot express this enough. You need such an overwhelming majority You need to go out there. You need to vote. Because the more people that go out and vote, the more statistically improbable it is that they can steal it or cheat. And this is probably the most important election in human history. We're going to jump into some more news here in a second. Uh, First thing I wanted to do is uh, we've been talking about um, how you can support this program. And one thing that we're going to be doing here, is we're gonna be live streaming the Dark Delight show with video and uh, with the, the article so you can see the articles and all that stuff, all the visuals. Um, and, and this is going to be on our locals community. So locals is uh, owned by Rumble. Rumble been really well to us. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, you can go to redpillproject at locals.com. Redpillproject at locals.com There's a way to support us directly there. And starting this week, we're going to start our first live stream on there and start streaming this show live directly from there. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show
0: right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reeve on the WYSL stations. All right, <clears throat> back
1: to the Dark Delight show. And we were just talking about voting there a second ago. And now a new election integrity app, Votify Now, allows users to share election integrity concerns and irregularities nationwide. This is actually going to be really good because what this is going to do is it's going to document all the problems with the election in real time to the point where. When we need the evidence, we know exactly where to look, and if there is fraud, we're going to find it immediately, especially with the concerns of the actual voters. And is this a concern moving into the 2022 election? I I, I would say it is. I absolutely 100% say it is a major concern that they're going to try to steal at least three Senate elections, probably Florida, Pennsylvania, um, New York, Colorado, we know there, there's a few different places they could steal it at, and so yeah, it is a concern. <clears throat> but if we have an overwhelming majority, it doesn't matter. They can steal. They can try to steal all they want, and they won't win with the numbers that we can bring about as Americans. I mean, listen, we are the silent majority, and that majority is massive, massive. We should be winning every election. Very few of them should we ever lose. So gonna be interesting to see what happens on November 8th, if even November 8th even happens. I think we're about 20 days away. Um, Fingers crossed that everything goes good and we have the red wave and Republicans win with overwhelming majority. that's, that's, That's the thought, that is the perspective. And I think that this is part of the plan is that you have the BRICS Alliance moving up into an economic and military powerhouse that's going to rival the Western nations. At the same time, you have the decline of the Democrat radicalized left political dominance in the United States of America, of which American first candidates come in, and begin the process of investigating the crimes and rebuilding the United States of America. Well, the global economy still continues to move on, and these globalists and elitists who've tried to rule and dominate the world begin to, well, get taken down through the investigations that come about through the United States of America, hopefully, and potentially even investigate the 2020 election and maybe bring Donald Trump back. Wouldn't that be nice? Applications have opened for Biden's billion dollar student loan forgiveness program, Um, even though there's massive lawsuits against it. So there we go. Uh, If you have a student loan, I think you can uh, qualify up to $10,000 of removal from that. So maybe check that out. You know, if the socialists are going to move forth with it, I mean, I guess it's good to just go out there and and see if you can benefit from it. (laughs) Joking. Um, Biden announces another $15 million barrel, barrel SPR release before the midterms. And this comes basically right after Saudi Arabia gave him the middle finger and said they are not going to increase production. Um, Oil markets are drifting sideways this morning. This is October 18th. After the Biden administration plans to release 10 to 15 million barrels of crude from the strategic petroleum reserve in a bid to suppress gasoline and diesel prices at the pump ahead of next month's congressional elections. So this move is 100% political in nature. They want to keep gas prices lower, not Low, lower than what they were at their highs into the midterm elections. And so, you know, it it just it just kills me sometimes. Donald Trump rebuilt this country's military as well as pumped up our strategic petroleum reserves in the case of natural disaster, cataclysm or war or something of that nature. And Joe Biden is just throwing this stuff out there and blowing it all For political reasons. You know, we had uh, energy independence in this country that Joe Biden ended with 17 executive orders on his first day in office. If he just undid that, went back to the drawing table and came back to American energy. Within six months, the energy problem would be resolved. We wouldn't have to worry about this. But see, he won't because they want the systematic destruction and collapse of the United States of America. They want things to tumble to the wayside. They want things to collapse and crash so they can begin their implementation of their global order, which is going to end up in World War III because of this BRICS alliance. Who doesn't want it? Who doesn't want to be under the control and authority of an oligarchy? A doctor in uh, Canada is uh, urging the Canadian Medical Association to investigate the unusual death of 80 young doctors since the vaccine rollout, 800% above baseline and expected numbers. Dr. William Macus, medical doctor, physician, and cancer researcher who wrote a letter to the Canadian Medical Association on Saturday requesting they look into the sudden rise in mortality among Canadian medical professionals after the implementation of mandated vaccinations for medical personnel. Dr. Macus also called to put an end to all COVID-19 vaccine mandates in Canadian healthcare. Dr. Macus is a nuclear medicine physician who was formerly employed by the Cross Cancer Institute in Edmonton. He ran the largest nuclear medicine, a theranostics based um, cancer treatment program in North America in Edmonton, Alberta, at the Cross Cancer Institute, sponsored by the University of Al- uh, Alberta, Alberta Health Services, authorized and funded by Health Canada. Dr. Mackis is also the author of 100-plus peer-reviewed medical publications. In his letter addressed to the Canadian Medical Association presidents, Dr. Catherine Smart and Dr. Alika LaFontaine, Dr. Mackis detailed that there should be an investigation regarding the untimely death of Canadian doctors after the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine in the country. Our analysis shows Canadian doctor deaths under the age of 50 in 2022 will be two-fold higher compared to 2019-20. Shockingly, doctor deaths under the age of 40 are five-fold higher, and doctor deaths under the age of 30 are eight-fold higher. According to Dr. Mack, CMA just sponsored the 2022 ICPH International Conference on Physicians' Health, held October 13th and 15th, 2022. CMA leaders discussed many topics at this conversation. The one topic they didn't discuss, young Canadian doctors died suddenly, unexpectedly, after the COVID vaccine rollout. So more information coming out about this genocide that is occurring globally and yeah it, it is genocide this is the globalist implementing population control on the global population that's what this is this is why we're seeing whistleblowers come forward from the u.s military through project salus right project salus talks about how we're seeing these same 800 600 1000 3000 percent increases In deaths, cancers, strokes, myocarditis, skin problems, neurological problems. Within our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and guardians. In Canada, 800% increase in the amount of doctor deaths. In Europe, Europe, you have a 600% increase, mortality increase. In children under the age of 10. The commonality multiple vaccinations. I hate talking about this stuff, but it's the truth. And now Boston University doctors, did you hear about this one? Boston University doctors have came out and created a new COVID variant that has an 80% kill rate, and this was funded by Dr. Fauci at the National Institutes of Health. New documents released by Judicial Watch revealed the FBI was investigating the decision by the National Institutes of Health to fund the Wuhan lab where scientists were performing gain of function research on bat coronaviruses, as well as they just found out that not only were they funding the Wuhan lab, but they were funding Boston University. And this is more recently because what we found is that these researchers took the spike protein off of the Omicron variant, threw it on the original coronavirus, and made it 80% more deadly in mice. And this is gain-of-function research, and they're saying, well, we needed to develop this because if we didn't, our enemies would. And if our enemies didn't, then it would naturally produce. We, we have to develop a vaccine for it, right? There, there's the key. We have to develop a vaccine for it to save people. Gain-of-function research should be outlawed. Globally, anybody who's caught doing gain-of-function research should face Nuremberg trials. And I think that we might actually get to see some type of Nuremberg trial in our lifetime, especially for what is happening right now. A government report has proven that COVID vaccination is killing hundreds of thousands every week, in confidential Pfizer documents, confirm your government knew it would happen. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Europe is recording excess deaths against the 2016-2019 national average on a weekly basis, and has all this has all been just this last year. Eurostat is a statistical office in the European Union responsible for publishing high-quality European-wide statistics and indicators that enable comparisons between countries and regions. There's a chart out there from the Eurostats website, and it's talking about monthly excess mortality in 2022. Percent difference versus average monthly deaths in 2016 to 2019. And in most of the regions, this is a dark red to dark orange color. This is not good. This is showing massive, massive death Total deaths from all causes were above a five-year average in, 30, in week 37. Number of deaths registered by week, England and Wales, 28th of December to 2016, uh, to, uh, December uh, the December 2019, the 16th of September 22. And so the five-year averages for one to eight in 2022 are affected by COVID-19 wave in the early 2022. But now we're seeing that this massive death rate is directly proportional to the amount of people being vaccinated. <laughs> Within those areas. And this is the one commonality they all have. We're going to take a quick break. we we'll be back with more Dark Light Show after this.
0: Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations.
1: All right, back with the Dark Delight show, and we got a caller, Isaac from Livonia. Isaac, what's up, man?
0: Hey, I just want to ask you a few things. First of all, you have to be a fool not to think the election was not thrown in 2020. You have to be a fool not to realize Trump may have been the last stand we had against a globalist government here in America on the final takeover. With that said, I have a theory that the Democrats for generations have been helping to develop an idiot via the public high school system in order to get their vote. I believe they play to the idiot that they have developed. Your thoughts on that?
1: Um, well, firstly, I agree with what you're saying in the sense that you have to be a fool. <laughs> Um, yep, you absolutely have to be a fool to believe that uh, the 2020 election was not rigged. Um, it was definitely a coup d'etat against President Donald Trump. I also agree that Donald Trump was our last or is our one last stand against the globalist. Now, about the idiot, you know, there, there's many aspects of this, and we can go into social and cultural uh, manipulation, psychological warfare. Um, the indoctrination of our schools, of our young, uh, whether it's in high school or whether it's in college, these kids have been indoctrinated into an ideology. This ideology is inherently false, but it's also radical. And so we have this guy, Joe Biden, that comes about, who's an absolute moron. And he, he gets put in the power. I mean, he didn't he didn't earn anything that he has right now. He was put into power. In the long history, of the Biden family has shown this. Um, Kami Kamala, his, his running mate, was utilized as basically just a, uh, a, a a figure to gain various minority votes.
0: The hip hop, a vote.
1: Right. It's not a vote. But you have to look in the sense of optics and public perspective, Right is how do, you, how do you validate to the public that an election wasn't stolen? Well, we have a candidate, Joe Biden, he's a Democrat, he was Barack Obama's running mate. We have Kamala Harris, who's a minority herself, not even an American citizen, naturalized because her parents were both born outside of this country, and so was she. But yet, this is how they go out there and validate that they got this. Well, look at all the polls which were manipulated. Look at all the media that that said that we were winning, that we were going to win. This is how they they basically placed down that narrative, right? And this is part of the
0: psychological warfare. Well, here's another point of mine. Right now, the Democrats have nothing but, they're taking women's rights away. Well, no, they're not. All SCOTUS said was, it's not a federal decision. It's a state-by-state decision based on the Constitution. But you see, every Democrat advertisement right now Taking taking rights away from women, they are playing to the idiot who has no idea what the SCOTUS ruling is all about. Is my point? You're one hundred percent, absolutely
1: correct. And this comes through social engineering and the indoctrination that occurs within our school systems. You got to imagine this: like if this happened in the 1990s, how many people would have truly understood the decision of Roe v. Wade and the overturning of Roe v. Wade? by SCOTUS. Probably the majority of the people because they, they were thinkers. They understood these topics. And you're absolutely right. All the Supreme Court did is said that there's nothing in the Constitution that says that the federal government has this authority. So therefore, that authority is gone to the states. That's it. That, that, that's the only thing that happened with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. But the Democrats political politicalize it. They weaponize it. They radicalize it, and they use the media to perpetuate their agenda to get people angry and mad and create an army for the validation of how they steal elections. Because now they have all these angry people,
0: right? if I am a pro-choicer, I am the extremist and not the party who is campaigning on killing fetuses.
1: That's their message? I think their message, the left's message, is that you should have the choice to do whatever you want as long as we say you can. (laughs) I mean, that's what I get out of it, right? Um, The whole situation in the sense of the abortion issue is messed up from the get-go. Number one reason why it's messed up is because y- you can see this in the uh, the gubernational um, campaign that's going on in, in Florida right now between DeSantis and Chris. She's coming out there and attacking him. We're going to restore women's rights to abortion. We're going to restore. It, she goes, Ron DeSantis has taken all this away. It, no, he hasn't there's still medical abortions on the books. They can still have abortions up to, I I believe the first trimester, the first three weeks of pregnancy. And, And so she's blatantly just lying. But that's what they do to their constituents because they know that the majority of the people will not investigate, will not research, and will not look into whether these people are telling the truth or not. And this is how they radicalize people because they understand that people will not fact check The information coming from what they perceive to be an authority. And so the real message of the Democrats is, listen to us. We know what's best for you. Go back to sleep, America. We have your best interest in mind. Let us ruin this country. Drag it down into the dirt and establish a new world order. Is Isaac still there? No, I guess we lost Isaac. No worries. But that's the truth in the matter. That's, that's what this is all about. Is these people weaponize anything that they can utilize against people to build an army. And, you know, listen. I'll be honest with you. These are some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. I, I've had people I know who are highly educated, incredibly successful in life sit there and send me MSNBC articles, CNN articles telling me I'm wrong at the same time that I'm sending them peer-reviewed, published papers from the New England Journal of Medicine, from the Lancet, from the CDC, through the FDA, through Pfizer's own documents highlighting exactly what I'm saying that validates and proves what I say, and they go, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a doctor. I mean, how moronic do you have to be they, they simply take in one of the articles was an opinion piece written by someone who has absolutely no credentials whatsoever and so how stupid do people have to be before they wake up and realize that they've been lied to that the information that is coming into their senses is manipulated it is designed To radicalize you. It's designed to make you angry. It's designed to betray you. To deceive you. It's designed to look like the truth. While the real truth. You couldn't even fathom. The indoctrination of our society. Into this radical. Ideology. Is the main reason. We're in this problem all right guys that's all the time i have for you today we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the dark delight show you guys have a fantastic day thank you so much isaac for that phone call have a great day talk to you soon bye